the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 196, recorded November 9th, 2023. My name is Joe Becker, one half of the KyberCast team. The other half with me, as always. It's Michael Diaz. Michael Diaz. Doing, Joe? Coming straight out of the DPEC mode. That's concert. right. Came out of D-Town. <laughs> Do people call it that? I have no idea. Uh, You're from the area. Pe- what pe- do they call it? People. Other than them. That aren't from Detroit and call it. <laughs> well, that's fair because I'm not from Detroit. So and and people that? that people that aren't from Detroit call it Detroit. Well, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. What am I supposed to call it? Detroit. 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 They don't Detroit. say. De- Nobody from Detroit says Detroit. We're from Detroit. Detroit. From Detroit, we Michigan. Detroit. They're like, no, I'm from Detroit. De. As Detroit. in like French. As in if it's Detroit. Well, yeah, it should say. be. Yeah, it should be Detroit. Right. right. Any, anywho, how was your time in uh, Detroit? We had a great time. We actually um, we stayed at the Athenium. Again, mm-hmm. no sponsors here, but that's right downtown. Cool, and, and it's pretty nice. But I, like many other nice hotels, they're about half their price in the middle of the week. So Beauty. when you go see Depeche Mode on a Wednesday night, it's only like 150 bucks instead of 300 bucks a night. Oh, nice. Very nice. So we stayed there. They had free shuttle to Little Caesars. So they dropped us off at the show. They picked, picked us back up at the Fox Theater. It was great. And then obviously the concert was great. So, And then we found a dirty spoon or not a dirty spoon, a greasy spoon place right around the corner. Uh, to have breakfast this morning. <laughs> and of course, uh, we went to my favorite bakery, in a, the Astoria Bakery there in Detroit. Had to get myself a black and white cookie. But we had fun. We went to Belle Isle. I've never oh. been. I have. It's it's just a park. I know it's just an island. It's no, it's not a nice much... park. It's a great park. Uh, yeah. It's it's when you don't want to see it is when you're running the Detroit Marathons. It's it's actually miles 18 to 22 and there. It is awful. It's nothing out there. You're just like, uh, get me out of this. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, I mean, it was great to visit. And I get that Detroit is nowhere near the size of New York, but no, (laughs) it's not, but it's, it gave me some similar central park vibes just in that here's all this greenery and it's just nature. And yeah, there's some buildings and stuff. No, it's a great place. But I mean, you, then you look and you know, right in your eyesight, there is there's downtown Detroit. So it kind of reminded me of that in that way. Oh, cool. So cool, we visited cool. that and then uh, we came home. We well, we stopped by and got some Polish goodies as well because why not? I'm Polexican. There you go. And you're goth adjacent. So I am goth adjacent, <laughs> which fits because I went to a Depeche Mode concert last night. Exactly. Well, we've got a shit ton of news this week, and we will be talking about Loki later. I have a feeling that the news is going to take more time than Loki. Um, 
We're going to talk about the penultimate episode and the episode before that. Uh, right now, as we speak, the latest Loki is playing the finale. So we will talk about that next week. So sorry, we're behind on that. But you know what? That's the way this goes. Uh, we lost an hour. this. Oh, no, we gained an hour this week. So uh, that's maybe why all the news. I think, you know, we have the order here, but I'm just going to start with one that's halfway down because we got there late. Um, the strike is over. Things are going to get back started again. Slowly but surely, dude. How many how many production companies are going to fight for spots right now to get stuff in? Oh, it's crazy. It's going to be nuts. Going to be nuts. And that's probably exactly. Well, well, that probably leads into your. Why don't you just even mention the next thing? Because that leads directly into it. Well, I can go Marvel, or I can go the first one that you actually have there. Because oh, there's that. But I'm talking about like the one like you're saying. All these production companies are going to be fighting for time and oh yeah that includes vfx companies which i think is probably what's affecting what's next right underneath the strike being over oh that's what i thought okay yeah uh captain america and the thunderbolts movies are, are pushed back to 2025 they haven't even started shooting them so i don't think they had um there's no production so they got to start no, over thunderbolts right? has been thunderbolts has been shot not oh, entirely no they didn't they didn't shoot it all because they, they, they were Gonna shoot with what's his name? Then he died. Who? William Hurt. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought they began production on that. Uh, well, at least Captain America. Okay, maybe Thunderbolts hasn't shot. I, could I don't be know. Wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong but too. Captain America: New World Order, or no, what's it called now? Something is that like the that. new name? Or is like that, that the original name? I, I don't remember. Yeah. That the, they have been shooting. Okay, I didn't know that. Not know that. Yes, because well. I think they've been shooting. I don't know. Now, I'm, now you've got me second guessing everything. Well, Something? so is Marvel. Marvel second guessing everything too. <laughs> did you read that Variety article? Yeah, we didn't mention it last week because we didn't record last week. But did you read that kind of like the bombshell Variety article about Marvel doesn't know what they're doing? They got too. They spread themselves too thin. Well, and then let's shit going on. You know, their TV shows have been kind of hit or miss. No, more more hit more miss than hit. I agree. For the most part, I've liked them, but have they been essential? No. I don't know. Like for me, and I think we've already addressed this, uh, the low for Marvel TV or the Marvel TV shows, I think was Secret Wars or Secret Invasion. I always want to call it Secret Wars. Secret Invasion, I think that might be the worst show. Uh, I can't not disagree with you there so far, but I got it'll all depend on tonight, oh, <laughs> which is the worst, worst, worst season of, of uh, Marvel. Oh, uh, I sense that we disagree, but let's, let's continue with the news. Yeah. Um, that being said, so strike is over. We got de- delays are going to happen like crazy. Uh, in, in, I, I don't, who knows how long it's going to take to sort out calendars? Like there's going to be money floating around of which studio wants to do what, where, when, and how production companies fired up. Like the machine's going to take a while to get going, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, like any engine, right? It it works best when it's running and it hasn't right. been run in a long time. Yeah. Uh, and on another side note, speaking of Feige, did you know his Star Wars movie was dead? I did. I, I did. I did before they even started. Like, like well, I, no, I didn't think he was ever going to do one. 
I mean, on paper, it makes sense. Look, I mean, initially before the last, you know, well, basically since COVID. Right. 2020. I think it made sense that. Okay. It's nothing to do with making sense. I just don't trust anything being done. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, look what he did to create the MCU. Obviously, Star Wars needs a bit of help. I think we discussed at the time that they were probably going to give him this one and see what happened. And maybe kind of if he did well with it, maybe giving him another and letting him take the reins. But it's obvious now at this point, um, Lucasfilm has, has put all their chips in front of Filoni and Favreau. F and F. Yeah. So there's that's just two Fs. Uh, Feige's just an, an F too far. He's an F too far. Uh, sad, but I don't think there's going to be a Star Wars movie till 2029. I don't know. About the way everything's getting pushed back. I mean, yes, we know that there's going to be a movie with Ray starring. We do? Well. Do we? Exactly. Nothing, nothing started. I don't know what, what you know, what, what, why. Like the film, you got a good point. Cause yeah. uh, I mean, we were so excited for rogue squadron. Yeah. That never even took off. Right. We are almost five years. I guess this would be the fourth year since rise of Skywalker. Well, and we still have, I mean, how much longer do we have before we get the Filoni movie? Because, Judging from Ahsoka, there's still a fair amount of story to be told before we get to the Capstone movie. Yeah, if it ever gets there. At this point, I don't know. I guess if I'm a betting person, I I'd I put any money you, down on any Star Wars movie. I, I'd say no or, or TV show. I don't. Is Ahsoka I guess, season two? I don't know. Was that announced? No, they don't announce everything. I mean, they keep. There's a buzz and a rumor that we're going to get an Obi Wan season two, but are we? I don't know if we're going to get anything. The only thing we know, I think, is coming is Acolyte, which we know was shot and done in the can, I think. And um, uh, the Goonies ripoff. What are they doing? Uh, Goonies ripoff? Yeah, the Star Wars Goon- with uh, that's coming out. Oh, 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 the Skeleton Crew. Skeleton Crew, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Or, or in the words of the main actor, um, God, my memory. I'm out of Jude today. Law. Jude Law. Uh, he said it's an Amblin type show because Amblin's now a verb or 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 a uh, an, adjective. an adjective. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, everybody yeah. knows that. That's always off the top of the tongue of people. Amblin. I, I do admit when I hear Amblin, the first thing I think is ET because that was their logo, right? Yeah, that's what he's saying. But nobody says that. There we go. And but you know what? Speaking of ET and the eighties and things like that, there's a new trailer out for one of the eighties movies, Ghostbusters. Was it Frozen Empire. something? And Frozen Empire. So maybe Bill Murray will be in it four minutes instead of three minutes. <laughs> well, did he not just say, like in the last week or two, that there's they're never going to be the stars of another Ghostbusters movie? Then why be in it at all? Cameos. Yeah, I have zero desire to see this movie. He's probably a producer or something. So if he shows fine. up, I, I saw the preview. I, it does nothing for me. Zero. 
you know, it's what, they make a big deal that it's back in New York, but it looks more like, I don't know. It, it The trailer makes it feel more like an Emmerich movie. You know how he's, you know, Roland Emmerich he used to always do those giant apocalypse movies like, you know, you know Independence Day or 2012 or right uh, the day after or whatever they was called, you know, what the world gets destroyed in some way, shape or form. Right, right, right. And that's what it looked like. And I was like, I don't know if I want an Emmerich vibe for a Ghostbusters movie. I mean, I liked the last one, Afterlife. It, it was, was fine. fine. It was fine. Right. It wasn't great. No. Uh, it's definitely better than Ghostbusters 2. The original Ghostbusters 2, you mean? Yeah. The original Ghostbusters 2 is not good. It's okay. Right. It's okay. So which better, fine or okay? Which one is? Which one rates higher? <laughs> yeah. Which okay rates higher? Right. So, um. I don't know. Uh, I have to admit, maybe it was the nostalgia when Afterlife came out, or even the trailers when they first came out. I know we had to wait because of COVID. But originally, I was like, okay, it looks like they're playing us enough homage that it's going to be decent. They would have been better off making the new Ghostbusters with the same crew that did Ron Burgundy. Well, they kind of tried to do that with the rebooted Ghostbusters, but only the female cast, right? Yeah, but with Which, but they, have Paul, they have Paul Rudd, I guess they're, they're a quarter of the way there. Right. That would have been hilarious. Right? To have I, I just think, stop. Oh, you know what? It's not on our list. Speaking of previews, is the um, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That looks great. You know what? I'll say this. Um, I'm really surprised what they've done to revive that franchise. Because they first, you know, when they tried to reboot it with the Tim Burton one. With with Wahlberg? Yeah. Well, that was probably your first mistake there, right? He's fine. He's fine. How? Hey. Say hi to your mother for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was good. That's a there's Michael's first good uh, <laughs> impression right there. Oh, I'll never do better. That's no. that's it. That's good. <laughs> that's not true, Michael. I think you can do it much better. <laughs> but, but seriously, I mean, Wahlberg they try to bring in because I, I guess he has star power. I guess. Yeah, he was making. He was that was he was bringing people in the box office. Well, yeah, I mean, they threw him on the Transformers franchise for one, yeah. one or two movies. I have no idea. One, two, I whatever. He's in there somewhere. Yeah. Um. But I, I don't know. I, I, the the reboot they do with Burton, it was, it was a great looking dumpster fire. Right. I mean, they have Tim Curry in it, not Tim Curry. Tim. Uh, shoot. Tim, and that's not, it's not Tim Curry. It's, Tim, uh, Tim Burton's a director. No, 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 no. The guy that's, uh, I'm drawing a blank. The guy that plays the abomination in the MCU. Tim Roth. Tim Roth, thank yeah, you. he's a bad guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was great. I mean, he's a great actor. Uh, yeah, but the but new franchise is The new franchise, I was awesome. pleasantly surprised at how fucking good it is. Each movie is very good. Yeah. And this looks fantastic. And you and you bring in in uh, the the monk uh, the chimp's name, Cornelius. 
Yeah. So you know he's going to be a sympathizer, right? If it yeah. goes by the, you know, go the other way around, right? And it's going to be, yeah. there's humans running and um, it'll be cool. It looks great. It, it does look I mean, great. Uh, yeah. And, and it, this is the first one without Andy Circus, right? Because obviously. That I don't know. Caesar's well, dead. I know, right. I know Caesar. Yeah. Caesar's dead. I know this is supposed to be like generations later. Right? Yeah. It looks like it's later. I mean, yes, you can see, you know, the the remnants of human society. Right. But it's with each movie, there's been a bit of a jump. Right. But this seems to be like the biggest jump yet. It, it does make me want to watch them start to finish now, though, before that comes out. Yeah, I need to go watch them. Yeah, good good movies. Anyways, that's not on our list. That's out there. But you know what trailer was on our list? The Echo trailer. And I'm going to say right now, that looks way better than I thought it ever was going to look, ironically. I don't disagree with you. And it's obvious. I don't know if it would be good. I don't know if it would be good. But the trailer. Right. The trailer looks fantastic. And I'm sorry, they do not shy away from the violence at all. No. Like, this was not a Red Band trailer. But yet they literally show a guy take a gun, put it to the bottom of the guy's jaw and pull the trigger and obviously shoot him. Right. Like, but if they showed a boob, it would have been fucking terrible. Right. Right. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Anytime someone gets shot in the head, how is that not a red band trailer? Yeah, I don't know. And it's going to be on Disney Plus. I mean, Count Dooku lost his head. Yeah, but again, we know that happened, but it's all they cut away and we never actually see you know his head being decapitated. No, you're right. Right, because Star Wars isn't, I mean, yes, Star Wars is still violent, but they don't show you blood, because luckily lightsabers cauterize everything immediately, so there's no fonts of blood spraying everywhere. The point is, I know Disney already went, you know, mature by bringing Deadpool and Deadpool 2 and other such films over to Disney+. Plus. But for a Disney's, like for a Marvel series, this looks very violent. Yeah, it does. It looks really gritty. It, does. it looks like the, it's look. And I did find. What did I listen to? Oh, even on the Daredevil show, they're bringing the guy that did the show running from the from the Punisher show to be the new showrunner. The Netflix not, Punisher. Not a bad idea. Not a bad. Idea. So like maybe the darkness is coming back. Maybe Echo is going to lead that. And it won't be that kind of like weird ver like we didn't know if it was the, the the kingpin was the same version of the netflix he was a little more didn't wear nice things he was a little more gumpy i guess uh yeah the hawaiian shirts which is still it's part of the comic right but not the daredevil that we saw where he was more refined and white and cleaned up correct and, we're seeing more of that here yeah here's what gives me pause what gives you cause vanessa sorry <laughs> <laughs> what gives me pause is that they're doing a very un-Disney-like thing. They're putting like, on Hulu? The Hulu thing? No, that I get. That makes sense because because of the writer strike and because of the actor strike, they're trying to spread their content out. Right. Plus, yeah. Hulu is also supposed to be known as, like, basically, I mean, we know Disney has controlling interest in that, so we, we also know that the- Not yet. Oh, they well, do. They do have controlling. They got to buy them out, though. That's a whole they haven't bought it out completely, but they have controlling. So right. we know that's where they put. They're more adulter, adult type theme stuff. Like that's that's where the uh, what the Modoc show was and stuff, right? And Assassin Monkey. They were still Marvel properties, but they were a little bit more edgy and dark. Right. So they went to Hulu. 
so, but I get again, I get why they're doing this with Echo by putting it there because they need content. They need to get people. They need to spread that content around because other than reality TV, there was not a lot of new content coming for the next several months. So right. I get that. Now, what gives me pause is they're doing that un-Disney-like thing by dumping the entire series on one day. Maybe they're just testing. Maybe they are, but I think it's more, again, you and I have heard the same talk, rumors, whatever you want to be, that Echo was bad. Yeah. Again, I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to judge it. You know, I, I like to try and watch the whole thing before I come to an assessment. Or go Picard season two, steaming turd. But I am cautious because that's not a Disney thing to do. Right. It's not. My only guess was they're showing it. When does it come out? It's coming out in January 2024. I don't remember if they said an exact date, but I think for sure January. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know why they're doing that dumb thing, but maybe you might be terrible. Who knows? Well, or, and if or maybe, it maybe maybe it's one of those things like uh, it's actually good, but it takes time to get there, and they don't want to put up with like this sucks, this sucks. Nobody wanted this anyways, and no one actually watches the end. I get what you're saying, and, and maybe maybe it comes back and it has a decent, you know, you're like, oh wow, that was really better than I thought it was going to be. Who knows? Could be, could be. We'll give it benefit of the doubt. Um, I didn't really want to see it, but the preview makes me want to see it. So whoever edited the preview, good they did their you. job. Did their job. They knew the assignment. Um, in other Marvel news, the Marvel's review, which had an embargo, like right up until release date, which is never good. Typically, if they, they make you embargo your review, like right before the movie comes out, is... Uh, all the way up to 59% on the uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Now, I read some of the, I mean, I, I get there was an embargo, so they couldn't say a lot of stuff. But after the premiere, there were some Twitter reactions. And I read a good chunk of those. And, the, yeah, there were some people that you know were saying, no, it's not that good. But the vast majority are saying, hey, it's fun. It's a good Marvel movie. It's a whole hour and 45 minutes. Right. That's short for a Marvel movie. That's short. Hell yeah. Freaking. I just watched, uh, as we get into it, you know, uh, an hour's worth of Loki that could have been done in five minutes. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I still kind of want to, I really want to see it this weekend. I don't know if I have time to or if we can make that happen. I would like to. I I guess well, I'll see Marvel this weekend, but I'll be in Disney World looking for Captain Marvel. Michelle and I are going on Disney this weekend, so oh no no shit, I had no I, idea. That's awesome. Yeah, well, we kind of threw it together, so I'm like, we need something. Get out of here. <laughs> there you go. Make it so. Yeah, we did. Wrong property. I know you bought the book though, or you stole the book from the library or something. You're reading it. I didn't steal it from the library. They, they give it to you if you ask for it. You just need a card. <laughs> to steal it. Yet. And I'm not stealing it. I don't need to steal it. It'll be, we'll talk about that next. Um, But we'll see, man. 59%. I mean, I was mad going into it. Uh, no previews made it look any better. 
Um, I will say this. I, I don't know that I ever linked it, but literally like a day or two ago, they released the final trailer and it's very Avengers heavy. It's got a lot of uh, Robert Downey Jr., a lot of Chris Evans kind of letting it showing, hey, remember Captain Marvel is an Avenger. She did work with them. She's part of this whole thing. Remember how we kept her away for whatever reason and we waited till the very last minute to bring her in? Well, that's part of the thing, see, okay. For the record, I very much enjoyed Captain Marvel. Absolutely. But the way they positioned it by letting Avengers Infinity War come out and then we're going to have this movie or I don't remember exactly. Did that come out after Infinity War? It, it was Infinity War, Captain Marvel, then and then Endgame. Endgame. Which they kind of put that in. This happened in the 90s, but she's going to be very important in Endgame. So that built some of that buzz, right? Again, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. But I think they got some extra views. I mean, who knows how many more? But the marketing did its job because everyone went and saw it. It made a billion dollars. And then Endgame came out, and then she just showed up at the end and goes, Bam, I destroyed the ship for you. See you guys. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, I know she was there a little bit longer, but come on. Right. I remember you and I talked. We're like, is she going to be the new leader of the Avengers? Because, you know, she's got military experience like Captain America. You know, maybe she's going to be the new leader. Obviously, that did not happen. Did not happen. So this one doesn't have the same buzz. It's a different story completely. They're tying it into both uh, WandaVision and Miss Marvel. It still looks good. I still want to see it. Well, I think it looks good. But anyhow, the point is this trailer they put out the other day, they, they leaned very heavily into the Avengers. Like I said, Iron Man and Captain America. But then they're like, he's here. And they made a big point of talking about parallel, you know, different realities and stuff. And then someone walks in and it kind of looks like they're wearing one of the time suits from Endgame. And I'm like, there's no way, no way Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans or someone else. Well, they're going to come back. Feige said at some point they will. Or a version of them. Or a version of them. Well, Feige said Robert Downey Jr. was coming back. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Well, it'll be soon as they keep tanking in the theaters. They'll be bringing back quicker. Well, it seems to like they seem to be hinting that there's a big Avengers cameo in this film. I haven't seen it yet. Four is what I thought. Well, we did see Tessa. Yeah. Yep. Or sorry, Tessa Thompson's the actress. We saw Valkyrie. Yeah. In this last trailer. So I expect a cameo of some sort, but it tried to seem it looked like it was trying to lead you down the path that we were going to see an alternate possibly of either Iron Man or Captain America. It's Pepper Potts. Because everybody's waiting to see Pepper Potts. Well, that girl Iron Man. I do think it's going to be a bait and switch. I do. We're going to see in a cameo of some sort, but not what they're leading us to believe. Anyway, I'm sure somebody will, I can look it up right now somewhere. I'm going to be out there, but I don't want to do that. I I was tempted to do that, but I'm not going to. I thought about it though. Well, we'll see. We'll give Marvel. It's uh, the Marvels. Uh, I'll try and see it, but it definitely won't be this weekend. Um, in other news, look, if you really like science fiction, like some of the best science fiction, and I'm not talking the fantasy stuff, like pure science fiction, I urge you all to watch For All Mankind. Uh, the new season starts this Friday. I'm totally geeked. I can't wait for it to come out. One of my most favorite shows of the last 10 years. 
I really need to watch that. I've heard nothing but good things. It's it's a fun show. It's a really good show. And the, the premise is what if Russia got to the moon first? What would happen? How would the space would, you know, because we got to the moon first and Russia kind of quit. So then the space race kind of died. But what if the competition never left? So how, how much further would we be along uh, in space travel if, if Russia got there first? And because Americans wouldn't quit and, and then Russia wouldn't quit and then of technologies. Um, so, yeah, it's not like, you know, because Russia got to the moon, then they took over the planet and, you know, communism rules. It's just like it just changes the game of of the space race. Sounds fantastic. It's really good, really, really good, and it's it's grounded in reality. It's not fantasy. Well, and every season it has a significant time jump, right? Yeah, yeah, like 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 five to ten years. Okay, sometimes so like, ten to twenty it depends on. So like sixties, seventies, then seventies, eighties, then eighties, nineties. Is that kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm down. I just need to find time to watch it. Yeah, you can watch after Daredevil. Um, right after season three of Daredevil. Right. And then in other bigger news, I think, I think this will be huge news for Nintendo fans. They have confirmed a Legend of Zelda movie. Not animated. Like live action. Live action, yeah. It has potential to be huge. I mean, they finally jumped in the waters with the Super Mario movie, which I haven't seen yet. So it I can't a speak Huge grossing film for the year. Well, it has the potential to be. Well, yes, that movie was. Mario did. Mario yeah, Mario did great. That's what I'm talking about. Zelda, a lot of potential there because people love Zelda. They do. It's an, it's an appropriate property to bring to live action. I mean. I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know who would play him. Sandy Duncan? I'm just kidding. <laughs> people don't what? know who that is. <laughs> what? Do you know who that is? Yes, of course. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Generation of you, as you okay? <laughs> it's not like you're pulling stuff out of the hat. Where I'm like, who's that actress? <laughs> yes, I know Sandy Duncan. For those that don't know Sandy Duncan, she played Peter Pan in the Broadway first adaptation of Peter Pan, I believe. Yes, and she replaced Valerie Harper on the on Logan Valerie, family. and they retooled the show and. Change the name to the Harpers. Harper. Wasn't the Hogan family? Or so the Hogan, sorry. The Hogan. Yeah, Hogan family. Yeah. Sorry, that's right. Come on, man. I'm sorry. Valerie Harper played Valerie Hogan, and right. then they killed her off between season one and two. For contracts. Right. And then, yes, became the Hogans. My bad. Yes. Yes. yes we sir. really went down a hole there. Nobody needs to know that. All right. Well, that's, I uh, mean, you know, who do you think? Okay. Before we move on, who would you pick one actor to play Zelda right now? Chalamet. Ooh. Wow. Well, because you can't get someone buff and huge. Well, no. Zelda doesn't look like that. No. And if you want to talk hot actors, I'm talking like as in hot commodities, not attractiveness. So I admit he's an attractive man. (laughs) But I'm just trying to say, if you're trying to get like, you know, a hot commodity, you know, an it person, like person of the moment. And let's face it, Chalamet is not huge and buff. But he's also a very, very good actor. I don't think I know any younger actors to pick after that. Uh, maybe one of the uh, Stranger Thing kids. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe Johnny Depp. No. 
I'm way just... too old. Way <laughs> too old. Nice try, though. <laughs> nice try. All right. Let's move on to our geek this week. Michael, we, we've hinted on it, so why don't you just jump right into yours? Well, I am reading Making It So by the one, the only Sir Patrick Stewart. Uh, it's his autobiography, obviously taken from his uh, Star Trek motto of saying, make it so. Uh, so there you go. Make it so by Patrick Stewart. How it's, far, how far in, into it? I'm not you? very far into it. I'm only like mm, 30, 40 pages in right now. If ever there was a book on tape, that would be a good one to listen to. Cause he, he does do the recording. Well, now I want that one. Cause I fully admit, I, I love his storytelling. Anytime right. he's on any podcast, I download it. Right. When I bought my car, what was it? like six, seven, eight years ago now. I actually bought it in D.C., so I flew to D.C., picked up my car, and then drove back. I downloaded a bunch of podcasts and a few with just Patrick Stewart, and that was my drive home, listening to Patrick Stewart amongst others. But I could listen to him read the telephone book, which doesn't exist anymore. But he's that entertaining. I like his stories. I like his voice. So I'm right in the spot where he's talking about his childhood and Holy shit, did he grow up poor? Uh, no spoilers in case you want to read the book. Other than right, that. right, right. Holy shit, he grew up poor. He was so poor, he couldn't even grow hair. <laughs> God, why am I laughing at that? I don't know. It's funny to me, though. <sighs> and then also, uh, I went to the GR Comic Con on Sunday. That oh, that's was, right. Uh, also, my geek this week. That's right. That's right. You know, speaking of bald, I, I, I said something that I hope this isn't offensive, but to me, it's funny. I just said it might be offensive because it's funny um how do i spend so elton john was on the i watched the uh i love where rock, this is going rock and roll hall of fame and i love elton john like i really like elton john's music and they showed all the pat because bernie Taupin got into the rock and roll hall of fame his partner that writes and he should and uh Bernie Taupin's like shaved bald now, but they showed the old pictures like when they were both losing their hair and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And like Elton John wore the most goofy ass costumes, right? Never ashamed to wear these funny ass costumes, but fuck all. He'll show himself bald. He's, he was ashamed to show himself bald because he got a fucking, he's been wearing a wig for 20 years. And oh, no, it's not a wig now. Oh, it's a wig. Oh, I thought he paid millions of dollars he may have but, that, but either way he was like bald as hell like he's like i can be anything i want but fuck bald i am too ashamed to be bald right. <laughs> which makes on, more people like me i'll put on a sequin dodgers uniform right but right. no way he, will i show my he will my not come out of the bald closet right <laughs> which i admit i'm i'm 50 now my hair has thinned it is what it is. I do what I can. But if I was going to, you know, if I saw, if I thought I was going bald, I'd just shave it all off. Fuck it. I'm done. I, yeah. I have no problem. How do you yeah. feel, Joe? <laughs> I don't feel anything. I don't have hair. <sighs> all right. Make it so. Anything else on that? No, it's good. And the Comic-Con. Fantastic. Yeah. It was a good Maybe. time. Our GR Comic-Con. Anything special at the Comic-Con? Uh, Okay, I will say this. I I was, I did go over to see George Takei, and he was not there. Oh my! Right. Um, I did, he's a cool guy, and the funny thing is, 
I actually just got his comic book. Um, what was it? Oh, shit. I think I have it right here in front of me somewhere. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. They called this something or other. Basically, it's, it's the comic that he wrote from his life story of going to an internment camp during World War II. Oh, wow. Because um, he's Japanese-American. And when he was little, he had to go live in an internment camp because, you know, just like they did with all the German and Italian-Americans, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I actually forgot to bring that with me, but I was like, okay, I'll, I still want to go see George Decay. But he wasn't there when he was supposed to be, only because, no, this was cool, I was talking to the volunteers there. And they're like, he just left for lunch. He went about half hour later than he was supposed to because he literally won't leave if there's people in line to get something signed. So he was way late to going on lunch because he just would not. They're like, Joe, you got to go. These people can come back or they can wait here. And he would not leave until he had signed everyone in line. So they finally had to cap the line until no one one else can get in line. And he got through that group of people. And then only then would he go to lunch. So I love that. I mean, he's a cool guy as it is. But I love that he's that caring about his fans because I'm not going to lie to you. There are some of those geek and nerd type icons that are not as caring, and it's only about the buck, and they're just whatever. Like this was my experience, but Dirk Benedict, yeah, years ago, I saw him at the Chicago Comic Con, and I went to go get his autograph, and he was kind of incoherent, babbling on and on. He was not into the fact that Starbucks was a female on the rebooted Battlestar and he would let you know what he thought, but he, he just kept bitching about that. And he was just like, as people came by, he just kept continuing the bitch. It wasn't like he was really engaging anyone other than bitching about it. And then you pay him the money and he was, eh, whatever. Thanks for the great experience, Dirk. Or even David Prowse. I love well, David Prowse. Yeah. I understand he's got a chip on his shoulder, right? Not anymore. Well, he had a chip on his shoulder, <laughs> yeah. but some Ray Park, he was yeah. fantastic. Oh yeah. No matter what, he's always been positive, super positive. So I appreciate that, you know, from George. Like when, you know, when you go into something like that, I know we're on a tangent, but when you go to something and you're a star at a Comic-Con, like you're there to make people feel good at the time. Otherwise don't fucking do it. No one's making you do it. Well, I, okay. Your circumstances and your choices may, may, may have made you do it, but that's not the fucking fan's fault. Don't treat it as a negative experience. You're asking for $50, $150 for your fucking autograph. Oh, he was 80. Yeah, fuck that. Which is quite a jump. Like I said, I haven't paid for an autograph in a while. Dude, I Last paid for Doritos was like $20 or whatever, and he was super nice. Well, okay, let's, to be fair, the guy that happened to have a mask on for, you know, 13 minutes, not even that, for two minutes in a Star Wars movie is not the same caliber as George K. So let's. That's not what I meant, Dirk. Okay, right. But Dirk, that was years ago. That was, that was 20 bucks, I think, 20, 30, I think 20 bucks. But then like literally the next year, Richard Hatch was there and I was like, I want him to get my sign, my thing too. He was 30 bucks. Wow, he was uh, he was actually better, like so many ways. Well, that's the thing. He actually had more recent success because he was on. Right. He was actually uh, a 
Joe That's Coulson. probably what really pissed Dirk Benedict off is that Richard Hatch was back and he never got asked. Right. But anyway, all that to say, I ended I ended up not seeing him. He just uh, we were at the con for a while and we went back and then the line was super long and it was like you know what. I don't want to give him 80 bucks for an autograph. I just wanted to kind of see him and say hi. But anyway, I, I will say this. This was the 10th year of the Comic-Con. They do a fantastic job. It's really good. It's grown so much. It Has it? That's good. Yeah. Every year, I swear it gets bigger. Like, there were a couple times I couldn't get some of the aisles because they had to push in a little bit on the sides to add another row. And it just seems bigger and bigger every year. So I loved it. But the one thing I'll say, and this is not a complaint, it's more of an observation. Every year also it skews more and more on anime and manga. That's what's what's drawing kids in. But exactly. That's the youth, right? I'm there for the comic book greats from the 80s, 90s, even 2000s. But I understand what sells way more than a single issue of Spider-Man is basically any other manga on the shelf. So I, I, I'm not complaining. I just, it's interesting me for my perspective to see how I'm hit shifting and how I'm aging out because I, I read some manga, but not all, not like this. Right. Right. So, well, cool, man. Cool. I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, I'll be quick with my geek this week. Um, I watched the Sylvester Stallone, documentary on netflix uh it was really good it's you know i say it is it's not really a geek thing but kind of like that genre of the 80s 90s action movie hero and all that kind of stuff and right the things he went through uh he's a pretty smart dude i think people i think people have really he's had a tough like his dad beat the shit out of him and that kind of stuff but there it's a really interesting story i mean he's a really smart guy and then you know he was born with half his mouth paralyzed so it's, that's why he's always talked that way. So people automatically think he's an idiot when he's actually really smart. You know, it's like one of those, you know, stereotypes. So you're, he's stereotyped just like anybody else. Right. He, he talks funny, so he's dumb. Right? Yeah, yo. Um, but he said something in there that stuck with me for the last three days. And he's like, he's like, you know, from age one to 40, life is addition. It's additive. You're, you're, you're growing up, you're getting your new job, you're getting your wife, you're having kids. And from age 40 to death is subtractive. You're losing your parents. You might, your kids grow up and move out. You might lose your job and things go away and you have to retire and, and all that stuff. So it's, it was, it was like, holy fuck, man, you just put me in a weird spot after watching that. But basically what he was, what he was saying is just cause it's subtract, by the time he's like, just cause it's subtractive doesn't mean you should stop. It was really interesting. I'm glad you added that part because you just bummed the fuck out of me for a guy that just turned 50. Jesus, Joe. I know. Well, I didn't do it. Yo, Sylvester did. <laughs> yeah, to your point, um, a lot of people I don't think realize that he wrote Rocky. Like yeah, he goes off through the whole thing in, in, in this, obviously. It's his, obviously it changed his life, right? He is, I mean, he wrote that script. It's a fantastic script. That story, I mean, he wrote it as, you know, this is the story. This is it. He didn't have it in his mind that we're going to make all these other movies initially. I mean, no, I, no, no, he didn't. I want to write this one story about this guy who has his chance. And 
Well, what's funny is he's, he plays an old tape of an interview from like NPR when the movie came out, that kind of stuff. And he used to explain the movie and, and the old Stallone's going, say it, say it. It's, it's a love story. It is a love story. I mean, it, and he goes, and he clicks up, he goes, I never said it back then. He goes, I didn't even think about it the right way, even though it ends up being a love story. He goes, what a dumb kid I was. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But that's cool that he has that kind of, well, introspection and in retrospection into his own life and career. Yeah. It's, it's, it's worth the watch. It's only like an hour and 20 minutes. So it's not like a deep, you know, it's not like super long document. You've got other people in it. It's really more about how he, how the Rocky thing and, and how he's gotten these three franchises of Rocky and Rambo and expendables. Hey, good for him. You know, and he goes, the only time I ever did anything good like that is when something was real in my life and I turned it into a script. And when I was trying to do these other things that weren't my script, uh, I didn't do well in it. And then like, cause did you, did you, see, did you see Copland? I liked Copland. Copland's great. And he's excellent. And he goes in it in the movie bombed and he got blamed for things like, dude, he was great in that. Like really he good. Was fantastic. I mean, he plays a small town, what, like a small yeah. town sheriff with like, uh, isn't his yeah. ear or something? Yeah. Up? Yeah. Yeah. He's just, it seems dumb. But in, in the scene with like, what, what I didn't know, and they show in the documentary, the scene with De Niro where De Niro gets, goes, you blew it. You know, that one, that part where, I don't know if you remember that. He goes, I gave yeah. you what they did to me. He goes, uh, the, the, when I did that scene, he goes, it was my only time I was going to be with De Niro and I wanted to do something. So I, I improved all of that. Like I was supposed to come in and, you know, and he just says, okay, I ain't using you anymore. You're out. And then he goes, but I didn't want to leave. So I just kept saying, I wanted to get something out of Bobby. You know, I wanted, and, um, and he kept egging. He goes, I'm just going to keep egging him until Bobby blows. And Bobby did it out, like, out of that. That wasn't even in the script, the whole you blew it in the scene like that. And he goes, it wasn't until me not leaving. So, you know, I did what you told me to do. You weren't going to be able to back me out. And I did. You do it. And it's just a really good thing. Like, you don't know that that wasn't in the script and that Stallone just did it. Or the scene in Rocky where he's uh, punched the door with Mick and he goes, what about my prime, Mick? What about, what are you going to do with me? And then, he, you know. All that kind of stuff. That was uh, that wasn't in the script either. Um, oh, that's awesome! So he has chops that people don't know, you know. So it's okay. just one of those, one of those things. You're right. He's not a, he's not a dumb guy at all. No, no, no. Um, and then if you watch, I think if you if you ever get a chance to watch the uh, Tulsa King, that's a fun. That's a good show. All right, let's let's. Uh, Hey, it's, this is our Patreon break. So if you want to check out our page on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash KyberCast. And if you would like to help out the show, you can make a donation there at patreon.com slash KyberCast. Let's, we're running a little late, not late, but we've run over because I knew we were getting a lot of news. Um, Loki, penultimate episode and the one prior. Um, I personally have not changed. Nothing's changed for me. Really? Uh, what's really changed? They're just running around and doing nothing and shit just goes away. Oh my God, it's going to all go away. You've been saying it since fucking episode two. Everything could have been done in, in, in 30 minutes of what's happening here. You go all the way here, you get this guy to come back and he just blows up and goes away. Okay. So we did all that little um, shit of getting the Kang version here. That meant nothing. That did nothing for the show. And then you get all the way to the end. He goes, oh, I can just reverse it. I can do my own thing. I'm like, fuck this. It, it, this is an awful fucking show. Awful season. If they if they better do something grand tonight um, because they wasted my time. 
And, wow. and it basically it's like a bad play right now. You have like two or three sets. It was the best one they went back in the past. That was the best episode, my opinion, um, to get him. That was the most fun of all of them. And then you get back to the, um, what the fuck's the place called? The, the where they where they keep all the time, whatever the hell it is. TVA. Yeah, and it's boring again, and they just all become spaghettied and like, oh my god, like, fuck it. it. It's so piss poor, boring that I I, I I I'm gonna watch the last one. I hope they stick it, but I it, this last episode was fucking terrible. Okay, well, <laughs> I I'm going a different route. We all know I love the first episode. Second episode, I was like, what? And then one of our listeners, who really hyped me on the third episode, saying it's so good. And I was like, eh. But I really liked both four and five. Because I think maybe what's happening with this show is... So, in the movies, Loki got to have basically a redemptive arc. He was a bastard for a while, certainly in the first Avengers film. Uh, He got some redemption in Thor Dark World, but, you know, most especially uh, in Ragnarok and then obviously at the very beginning of uh, Infinity War. I mean, by that point in time, Loki became, if not a force for good, definitely kind of an anti-hero. And he became, instead of a complete bastard, to someone you loved. And he was fun. But then this variant was the unrepentant version of the one from Avengers. I mean, he snuck away. It was all about him. And I even said, you know, the first uh, episode we talked about this, I think this whole series is going to be the fact that this is not the same Loki. He is not the one that, you know, had the repentive arc. Yeah, we know that. Right. Right. So I thought this was going to be a much more selfish Loki. And for many intents and purposes, he kind of is, but in a different way. So I'll, I'll start with this episode four, Heart of the TVA. I really thought that uh, they surprised me. Uh, with Timely, I thought, okay, he's got the book. Boris loves him. He loves Ouroboros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I read your book. You read my book. Whatever. Okay, I get it. It's a whole, you know, which one came first. There's no way to say. But I was convinced that, okay, this version of Kang or He Who Remains, Timely, whatever, I thought he was really going to go evil. I thought he was going to skew evil. So when he said, you know what? It has to be me. I was like, oh, this version of Kang or whatever you want to call it, this version is a heroic version. And I thought something big was going to play on that. And then he steps out and the radiation turns him into spaghetti. And I was like, was not expecting that. And then either, but then, then it ends as the white blow up. Right. And And then ends for a cliffhanger. I was like, what? So did everything, did just all reality get wiped out? What happened? So then watching somehow, Loki survives. Somehow the emperor has returned. Somehow he's just there. Fucking lazy AF writing. Well, okay. 
if they don't explain it in any way, shape, or form, I agree with you. Because, yes, somehow Palpatine returned. I hate that fucking line. I hate the fact that Palpatine returned. That's not new. But Loki, at the end of episode five, science slash fiction, he has a revelation as to why he can do this now. And I think we're going to get that explained in episode six. We'll see. But the way episode four ended, it was such a cliffhanger. I was like, how how are they going to go forward? And then we see that he's in this loop, and then we see the same scene from episode one that I thought I had said in a review for episode one. I thought for sure somehow in the sixth and final episode we're going to end up back there. I was off. It happened in episode five. And there's even a loop within a loop where he saw himself in the control room, and then he blipped Right. In. So I liked... I, I don't know. Maybe I I guess I like the fact that I keep getting surprised. Like episode four, it ends and I'm like, no idea where the fuck they're going with this and timely gets spaghetti. And in this episode, it's like Loki's getting the team back together. He's getting all these people and we're going to recreate the team and we're going to save the TVA. We're going to save the multiverse. But then it comes down to it where, you know, Sylvie calls him out. Just, what is it? I want my friends back. I don't want to be alone. That's what it is. It's And again, that's a selfish reason. Now, she doesn't call him out saying, you're bad for being selfish. She fully admits, I'm selfish and that I came to this particular reality because I want to live a life. I've not really had a life because she's been on the run since she was young from the TVA. So she decides, I want to have a life. I want to have those experiences. If that's selfish, so be it. So I like that mirror to Loki and that you're being selfish too. Just admit it to yourself. Be truthful to yourself. And he finally is. And then the way he just disbands them and says, yeah. I was like, that was, I thought they were all going to get back together. He was going to convince them to be a team. And like, look, they're the temporal Avengers. They're going to fix. Didn't need to take five fucking hours to get there. You know, four of them, nothing. I, I think what this series is turning out to be is this variant Loki, his redemptive arc. And I think they're going to explain in the sixth episode how he found out or realized he has that power within him. I'm assuming it's somehow tied into the fact that, you know, chaos is his magic. That's what he is, an agent of chaos in ways. But I, I don't know for sure where it's going, but... I've actually really enjoyed episodes four and five. I see what you're saying, but I like it. I like the story. It's not. What story? One. I, there is a story. It's the story of Loki's re- redemptive arc. That's mm-hmm. what I think it is. I, I could completely. That's wrong. fine. I get it. But the time that they're taking to get there, the, the incredible. Um, repetitiveness of this of each one to have things just blow up to to fuck with time or whatever is horrible. Well, again, you can look at it this way: we know that Loki himself keeps going through different loops of time, and maybe that's why the structure of the series is that way because we're going through different loops, and the whole point is it's looping until. He gets it right to realize what his purpose is. I could be completely full of shit, but 
Well, no, that's what you're hoping for. But if he doesn't come out of this episode tonight and into back into the universe, then I don't care about any of this. If he's just, after all this, he's still just dead at the end. I don't fucking care that at all. Then it's hard to see because th- there have been many surprises. Like when, uh, was Renslayer shows up and basically says, okay, you rebelling people join me. And they don't because they realize, nope, we believe in the TVA too much. And then she kills them in a horrible, horrible way. I was like, okay, well, this is going to take a turn. And then Renslayer gets, uh, what's not snubbed or snipped or whatever they call it. Pruned. Pruned. Thank you. I was like, did not see that coming. So I, I get it. If it's just going to be surprises for the sake of surprises. No, I mean, if this doesn't end with some kind of Loki being reintroduced to the regular timeline, whatever the hell that is in the universe, or if he's just in this purgatory dead, then I am I will not watch Loki season three if there is one. Put it that way. My guess, and we'll talk about this next week, was Michael wrong or not? I think we're going to find out first why Loki has this power now and this ability. And two, how it's going to tie into the next Avengers movie and Kang and how it's going, how he's going to use it to help fight against Kang. I think it's building to that level of importance because I love Tom Hiddleston as Loki and absolutely turn him into a hero and possibly an aide, if not an Avenger. I'm good with it, depending on how they get there. So far, I'm okay with it. Where's the Tesseract? Uh, I know it was confiscated. Did they confiscate it? I can't remember. Season I, one. If they did. Yeah, they, they took it immediately. Um, and then, uh, well, the Tesseract is one of the, you know, what, the, the, the power stones or whatever. Infinity stone. And they already showed they have no power there because remember he found a bunch in a drawer. Like, here, you want some of oh, these? That's right. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, the, the test track does them no good there. Right. Well, no, no, if the magic is turned off, like that one part that the, the, they had to reboot the thing, then magic was good for a bit. That was cool. That was I the like, best part. That was the best yeah. part of that whole episode. Yeah. Because then they took care, they, yeah, they took over X5 and he, boom, pruned Renslayer like that. I was not right. expecting that. Um, but I don't know if it's because they're magic. I thought they said something in season one about how the uh, Infinity Stones only work. You know, they have to be like in the reality they're from to work. Yeah, I don't know. So, anyway, that was whatever. So. All right. It, I, did, I appreciate our different takes because. Over, 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 under, they stick the landing. Well, for me, I, I know every episode is basically reinforced for you that you don't like this series for me, four and five are up season and up this, sorry, the season. Yeah. Sorry. Um, four and five were improvements for me. So I'm going to say there's an 80% chance they stick the landing. Okay. We'll see. I'll give it a 60%. We're not that far off. 20%. Yeah. Well, out of a million dollars, that's twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, when you're talking, you know, I don't know, well, eight dollars versus ten dollars, or even eight dollars not that big. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. It'll be something to talk about next week. Um, 
as we're coming up to the hour, that's uh, anything else on Loki that I'm missing that I, that you, you can talk me out of. I, I just, you know, they could have done, they could have edited this down again. I think this is one of those things like it shouldn't have been a six episode show. Just make a movie. Well, they, don't, you know, they don't know how to do TV shows. They don't. I thought the first one was better the first season. Um, but you know, everything is easier to look at in retrospect. I wonder if I want to appreciate the show even more after tonight's episode, which is obviously airing right now. It's already concluded while we're talking, and we'll talk about next week. So for me, like I said, it's been a nice, basically a parabola. First, and then went down on second, third, a little bit better. But four and five have swung back up for me, so I'm hoping six really nails the landing. Well, I hope they nail the landing too, and we'll find out uh, tonight, and we will talk about it next week. Michael, how can our listeners tell us what they think of Loki and any of the news that we talked about today? Well, you can find us on Instagram, Threads, and Twitter. I refuse to call it X. At Kybercast, we have an account there, so you can tweet us, thread us, whatever you want to call it, just whatever. We're They're there. not uh, called tweets anymore. The show's called it's the the site's called X. I just prefer the column excrements. Thank you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also on Facebook. We have page and a group at the Kybercast. At the Kybercast, you can leave us a message there. Or maybe excretions. I don't know. One of the two. If you want to help out the show, check out patreon.com slash kybercast. Tell a friend about the show or smash that subscribe button so that you get the latest episode whenever we put that episode out. Uh, Tell your friends about the show. Send them to any podcatcher where they can pretty much find us there or send them straight to kybercast.com. All of our shows are streaming there. And um, check out some swag that we have there. Christmas is coming. Maybe there's a cool Kybercast mug or something you want to get them. That'd be nice. Uh, so check it out, kybercast.com. Um, and then uh, that'll probably do it this week. Until next week, we hope Loki does well, but we'll find out. So this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.